0: Hey guys, Pastor Matt here. For close to 30 years now, I have had the privilege of preaching and teaching God's Word in all sorts of different locations, in front of different crowds, and it's been one of the great joys of my life to study the Word of God and try to mine it for all that's there. Um, that used to involve, you know, having 20 books open on a big table with a spiral notebook and and, and a thousand other little helps with a BDAG. And um, about 15 years ago, that began to change for me as I began to migrate over from everything being paper to using Logos Bible study software. Uh, I, I learned what it would take me Two hours to do uh, on in in books and paper. I could I could handle in in sometimes seconds. So if you are a student of God's Word, whether you're a preacher or not, I cannot commend Logos to you more fervently. It, it has been a lifesaver uh, in the ministry for me as I preach week in and week out. Sometimes more than once a week, uh, I feel um, prepared and, and capable because of the ease and the speed at which Logos brings to the scriptures. If you're interested in that, you can go to logos.com backslash overcomers. There's a discount waiting for you there. And and I wanna encourage you, this can take your Bible study to a whole new level. Hi, guys. Pastor Matt here. I know that pornography is not an easy topic to talk about, but we've got to say something. Uh, It is a silent killer. In 20-something years of pastoral ministry at The Village, I've seen it destroy families, marriages. Uh, I've seen it hold back the potential of men and women because of shame. Maybe you've experienced this in your own life or you've seen it in the life of another. So what I want to do is I want to give you 30 free days of Covenant Eyes. And and the best way to go about doing that is go to CovenantEyes.com and and use OVERCOMERS in all caps. And that's 30 days free for you to test drive what I think is the most effective to hinder access to pornography and come alongside uh, a man or woman struggling with this in a way that you can feel supported and encouraged in the fight. Again, you can go to covenanteyes.com, all caps overcomers, or you can just click the link in the show notes. Well, welcome back to The Overcomers. This is another one of those episodes where we're just gonna pause and we're gonna talk a little bit about um what we've just heard and listened to the last couple of weeks. And because uh really because this is um marriage, uh, I thought yeah. the the wonderful Lauren Chandler or Elsie, as many of us call her, uh could join us. She'll be a special guest on some yeah. of these. And so excited to have you with me, babe. Um,
1: Excited to be here. Let's Sadie. go.
0: Um, so the Youngs and the Durdens. Yeah, that—that's their stories. Are the ones that we're gonna kind of talk through today. Yeah. What, what? As you listen to them, what, what stood out? Either like that you would want to pull out and talk about. Really in either of those stories, or maybe something that was a theme in both.
1: Yeah, I think something that was a theme in both. There was, there was a lot of carryover, and I appreciated that the the two different couples as story somewhat different scenario in each where you had the wife unfaithful, the husband unfaithful, but you see these common themes. And one of the themes that I saw was reconciliation with each other can't happen outside of reconciliation with God. Like there can be some kind of restoration, but it's not going to be like that deep soul level reconciliation that I love what Jeff Haley said to Josh. Yeah. Where he was like, I mean, sure, you want the house back. You want your family back. I can't guarantee that. But what I can guarantee is you have a God who loves you. And if you confess, He will forgive you. And you have reconciliation there. And even in Jill's story where you know she found a lot of freedom um, because she was reconciled to God first, yeah. even through all the shame and that she was able to move forward and actually felt so much better when everything came to light because she was being reconciled to God. She found so much healing that even being exposed and going to recovery, that God was healing her, um, that that has to happen before you have any chance of reconciling kind of horizontally. And I think that's even been true for us. I mean, we didn't have the same kind of story yeah. that they had. But I think a lot of the healing started for us when, at least on my part, and my part was getting that reconciliation with God and growing in intimacy with Him um, before I could really move forward with you, yeah. you know?
0: For sure. Well, and I think if if you're walking through this right now, if you're— and I remember Dom saying, you know, before, you know, the first affair— she was like, I, I would never stay with a man who who cheated on me, or and I I, I know it, pretty much every man I know thinks there, there's no way I would I, I would put up with that or survive that or you know endure that I'd walk and in in both of those cases um, there was this drawback to the father first there, there was this what what I actually. What I actually need is to heal in my relationship with the Lord, and so yeah, that that stood out too. And I, I thought it was I thought it was telling that. It, and I'm thinking more about Josh's Josh Durden's story, where man, I I wanted I wanted I grew up as a little boy. I, I wanted the house and the wife mm-hmm. and the kids. And it, what he was saying in that moment is really, you know, he 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 was the child of divorce and was raised by his grandparents. And he's he's wanting the story to be different with him, but he finds himself in the same old sin patterns. And I wonder how often, um, because we don't have a vision mm for loving the Lord deeply, and then out of loving and being reconciled to Jesus, out of an overflow of that, loving, serving, engaging with our family, we actually become the thing Mm. that um, we never wanted to become. And so even in his desire to do things differently, Josh found himself doing the very things that— Kind of led to the destruction yep. of maybe his family before he, he met and married Dom. And so it it really is, if you're in the middle of this right now, and there's, let, let me just say this. I don't think all marriages end in reconciliation. I, I think the Bible gives clear, I mean, very clear permission for divorce around just a couple of things. Uh, but I But I want to say where there's willingness to work, and yeah. there's repentance. Mm-hmm. E- even repentance that might be drawn out a little bit, like yeah. you see in both cases. I, I would fight, I- it was it-, it was Josh that said, um, near the end of, of that episode, that he began to realize that uh, starting over in a new marriage wasn't the easiest thing here, yeah. uh, but rather working through this mess would, would be and produce the thing that he was really after. And mm. and to know them in this and through this and on the other side of this, that that's absolutely been true that although not all marriages can be reconciled, yeah. the ones that fight for it and get there, they're a significant weapon in the hands of the Lord yeah. Um, against really the enemy's attacks on marriages everywhere. Yeah. So, like even if you look at the two stories, yeah. it's Aaron and Jill, okay. Jill healing, that end up being this catalyst yeah. for Dom and Josh, right. who show up at recovery and hear this story, yeah. and for the first time are thinking, "Oh my gosh, there's hope."
1: Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking to you. Just that their willingness, the um, Youngs' willingness to face and to fight for it, led to hope for. The dirt. Yes. Yeah. That's so great.
0: one of the great themes of the New Testament is this idea of accountability, that you and I would be shield to shield with other brothers and sisters who encourage us, strengthen us, call us to holiness, and support and help us through rebuke and correction when necessary. And and I, I think a great, tool for accountability, specifically around uh, sexual purity, uh, around pornography and those things is the Victory app by Covenant Eyes. Uh, The Victory app has all sorts of features uh, that will be super helpful. In your battle for purity, whether you you want help stopping looking at pornography or if you don't ever want to start, once the Victory app is uploaded to your phone, it's working in the background with kind of cutting edge technology. They've got some AI features that are involved, and and it's not just like making sure you're not seeing the things on the screen. It it is uh, looping in allies to support and help you. It it is uh, recovery material to let you get underneath the compulsion towards pornography. It is ongoing chat and support in a moment where you feel weak and aren't quite sure who to call in or who to ask uh, for help in the struggle. Um, and, and here's what I would love to do. I so want you to walk in the victory uh, of sexual Security, um, that, man, I'm, I'm offering through the Overcomers 30 days free on this Victory app. And so if you go to covenanteyes.com and, and then use Overcomers in all caps, it's 30 days free test drive of the Victory app that I think will strengthen your spine in your fight against sexual temptation.
1: I think another thing is community. I think that was really key for both of them, where there was a community in in both stories that wasn't helpful, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't pushing them to reconciliation with the Lord or, you know, to at least fight for the marriage. And like you said, there are going to be situations, and I appreciate in Dom's, Case that there was community who were pushing her towards the Lord, but also were not like, okay, yeah, let him back in. Yeah. Um, it was okay. We're pushing you to you know reconciliation with Jesus or pushing into Him, um, but also just being wise and yeah. discerning in and, and and waiting and watching for repentance to really play itself out. And Josh, like, is this a worldly sorrow or is this a godly sorrow? And so it wasn't. It wasn't even just the community was, yeah, get back, fight for the marriage, let them back in. It was, okay, we care more about your soul. That's right. Than we do about having a pretty bow tied around this. And so, Dom, you know, press into Jesus, be discerning and wise uh, with Josh. Josh, fight for this marriage, be slow. understand where Dom's coming from, show godly repentance. And then even, you know, the youngs coming to the village and being in a place where it was okay to not be okay, to have people around them say, hey, um, let's deal with this. And this is a safe place for you to heal. And this is a place where your identity doesn't have to be and being the perfect pastor's wife or the perfect pastor, but being loved by God. And so I think community was really key in both stories.
0: Yeah, and I think community, and you know this, if you're watching any of these episodes of Overcomers, really through the first two seasons, this is the theme where once people are let in, once there's a, like, like a team – um, walking alongside of you, a community. Then that's where some real magic starts to happen. Yeah. But I, one of the things that that I would say, because specifically in really, actually in both cases, uh, there was community that wasn't helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, here's, I, I think this is a way. One of the ways that you can bulletproof your marriage. I think there's a couple of key things. Certainly, um, I think when. When this started happening in our marriage, things felt safer and lighter, even though we had a ton of work still to do after those first seven years. Um, There's this in Song of Songs, um, there's this scene where Solomon and the Shulamite woman, they're in a fight, and she you know, he retreats to his garden or workshop or gym or whatever, right? He retreats. He's like, oh, I just got rejected by my bride and it hurt him. And so he doesn't He doesn't want to fight. So he flees. She pursues him. And as she pursues him, she runs into some of her friends. And she kind of explains the fight and they like dog him. They're like, oh, you're so beautiful. I mean, I can't believe, like, why don't you? There there are so many other princes that would love you better than that. And she rips off this long list of things that are Solomon's strengths. Um, And so one of the things that we pull from that, and one of the things I think you need to find in yourself is, is that you need to grow To become an expert in the strengths of your spouse even for all their frailty and faults and there's no one perfect so what ends up happening to us if we're not careful is we will be an expert in our spouse's weaknesses and we'll compare those weaknesses to our strengths and then if you're not careful you'll have a community that comes around you Mm -hmm. and cheers on your strengths while highlighting your partner's weaknesses, and and this is man, this is this will rip you to pieces. It it will it will tear the relationship apart. Mm-hmm. And so what I want to do in our marriage is I want to be an expert in all of Lauren's strengths. Th- that way, if I'm ever feeling good about myself, I'm comparing my strengths with her strengths, not my strengths with her weaknesses. And and so I I think where Dom and Aaron in particular, um, they were aware and began to grow in an awareness Mm. of their partner's strengths and not just their weaknesses. And that was both healing and protected them against bad advice from bad community, actually helped them spot bad community because you just don't wanna, like I don't have ears for somebody running down LC to me, even if we're in a big fight. I'm not looking for someone to join my team so I can win. I'm looking for really a recognition of the goodness of God in this woman that's been given to me in this covenant. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's a way not only to bulletproof your marriage, but it's certainly a way to help you kind of come out of maybe your spouse's failures or shortcomings.
1: Yeah. And I, I think another way to say it too, you know, you say that so well, like being an expert in their strengths is Pay attention to the story that you're telling yourself about your marriage and about your spouse. That's good. Because um, the enemy will get in there, and just like he did with Eve in the garden, like did God really say? Well, he really doesn't want you to know all the things. And yeah. so, just paying attention to the story that you're telling yourself about your spouse or about yourself, like I'm the one that's always this, this, that's and it. this. They're the ones that they all they think about is this. They don't even care, yeah. you know paying attention to the story that you're telling yourself or that's running through your head. And sometimes it's in your voice and sometimes it is your voice, yeah. but sometimes it's the enemy just taking opportunity to kind of hijack your voice, almost like AI, yeah. and, and make convincing you, oh yeah, that's right. you know. So um, I think be an expert in their strengths and pay attention to the story that you hear in your head about your spouse and about yourself and about your marriage. Yeah,
0: for sure. I love Mm -hmm. that. Anything else that...
1: Uh, Yeah, I think uh, the last thing was identity. I mean, identity was crucial uh, when I think about the Youngs story in particular, where here Aaron was finding a lot of identity in his job, in ministry, and then Jill she couldn't find her identity. She was struggling. She didn't feel seen. She just wanted someone to see her and appreciate her because her identity felt wrapped up in being Aaron's wife. And I mean... I totally identified with that in their yeah. story where that was that was probably true early in ministry with me. And, and it wasn't even people putting pressure on me. Yeah. It just was, well, I'm married to Matt Chandler, and I'm Matt's wife, and our kids are young, and I'm at home, and I knew I had things to offer too. And no one was really um, saying, oh, no, sacrifice that for Matt's calling. It was just me um, trying to find my identity, and I think— um, it's it's a recipe for disaster if you're finding your identity, especially in ministry, in ministry yeah. or in your spouse's ministry yeah. or in your vocation if you're not in ministry. Um, and then really having to fight to find your identity in Christ. I think that was a turning point for me in recovery yeah. is, yeah, being reconciled to God, but then realizing, okay, my identity is not in what I do and being— Matt's wife and being the mother of my children. My identity is in Christ, and He's not only given me an identity that's redeemed by Him that we can read all about being a child of God. He's given me a unique identity. He's given me gifts and a heart for certain things that He wants to glorify Himself through, and that might look different in different seasons when kids are little or when, you know, you've got a lot going on, and I've got to just pick up slack at yeah. home, um, but that my identity is firmly planted in Him whether I'm doing what I feel called to do or not. Yeah, um, And that I do have things that He's given me to do for certain seasons that I get the joy to do, not because my identity is wrapped in it, uh, but because it's an overflow of, of being identified as... Christ as a child of God. And so I think that's something that is important in a marriage is where are you finding your identity and your worth? Is it in a job? Is it in ministry? Is it in what you do? Um, or is it is it truly in Christ?
0: Yeah. And, and identity formation, r- really, it's like, I don't think Lauren just said anything that you, you probably don't already know well. that... That I need to find my identity in Christ. I am first and foremost a child of the King. I am not a spouse. I am not a parent. I am not my job. I am, I am beloved by by the God of the universe. And so, uh, maybe at, at the end of this, as we we wrap this up, it, I, I would just encourage you: it, it's not enough for us to just know in our heads, "Yeah, yeah my my identity in Christ." A lot of times, the pain that we're feeling. Is the check engine light that man? I I have not found my identity there. Yep. I have let something else slip in, yep. uh, and so here's how I would encourage you um, as we wrap this up. One, I would just say, listen, if you if there are a bunch of people in your ear right now that are tearing down your spouse and siding with you, I would I would find a community that is. is can lament with you and, yeah. and can agree with you to a point, uh, but then pick your eyes back up to King Jesus yeah. because really pressing into Jesus is gonna be far more healing than hyper fixating on and continuing to talk about the weaknesses of your spouse to grow in your expertise of your spouse's strengths. Yeah. And then I would continually pray that the Holy Spirit would remind you and grow you in your understanding of who you actually are who you belong to and why that matters and so thanks for tuning in uh, to this shorter episode of the overcomers pray if you're in the thick of it right now that these two stories gave you hope lifted up your eyes to king jesus and are creating in you a desire to keep going god bless you Man, I turn 50 this June. I've been following Jesus for 30 years. I've been pastoring for close to 25. And I, I feel as committed as ever to the cause of Christ in this day and you being equipped and empowered to follow him as an overcomer in this moment of history that God's put us in. And and so one of the things that I've done uh, moving into the second season of my life is I created the website, pastormattchandler.com. There's all sorts of resources there. There's a monthly newsletter for those who are in ministry. uh, And then those who are just following Jesus uh, day in and day out as, as a lay person. And then, uh, man, I, I I wrote the book, the overcomers as kind of a, uh, just kind of a push of like, we can do this in this moment. We can love and with the compassion of Christ, push back darkness and see order established in the chaos of our day. In fact, it's what God wants to accomplish in and through us in this moment of history. And so uh, head to pastormattchandler.com. You can find those resources there, sign up for that newsletter. You can even buy the book, The Overcomers right now. If you haven't had a chance to read it just yet, I think it will encourage your soul.